الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أشراف أمتي حملة القرآن وأصحاب الليل أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Indeed, the gifts of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and His ni'mats and bounties are unlimited. And we can spend our whole life making shukar for one ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala. That too we will not be able to make shukar adequately and fulfill the right of that shukar. Whether it is the day-to-day ni'mats that we benefit from in terms of whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, that too is a very very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala but what can be said about the bounties of deen all the things around us all the material things all the wealth all the luxuries all the comforts this one day we will have to leave it and go or sometimes it goes away while we are around too so that is something that is very temporary though that too requires complete shukar for but the real bounties of deen, the real bounties are the bounties of deen. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with the gift of Iman. And then together with that, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us to be sitting here in his house today. Allah Ta'ala has blessed many youngsters with the Quran Sharif. The parents of these children, Allah Ta'ala blessed them to have a hafiz of the Quran Sharif in their homes. These are really the great bounties that will go far beyond this world. And this is what we have to aspire for. That while we appreciate the bounties of dunya, to aspire for the bounties of deen. Everything else will stay behind. This will come along. And this is what Allah Ta'ala is bringing our hearts and minds towards in this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited. That, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ that Yawm that day, which day? Talking about a day that is to come for everyone. The day of Qiyamah. The day when we will have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala and give an account of our deeds. One is that Qiyamah that will certainly come. But together with that, there is a Qiyamah that is much closer to everybody. That Qiyamah when the entire creation will be resurrected, that will happen in its time. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, The person who has passed away, his Qiyamah started already. So Nabi Sallallahu is telling to Allah Ta'ala is saying to us, that look, prepare for that Qiyamah. Whether it is that Qiyamah when everybody will be resurrected, whether it is your own individual Qiyamah, which could be Allah knows best when. So that, when that Qiyamah comes, then يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ Then nothing will be of any avail to a person in terms of his wealth, his mal, his possessions, 
and neither his children, his progeny, his family, nobody will be able to help him. That day is certainly coming. We all the time see it happening around us. But this is insan. Very, very unmindful, neglectful. That we keep getting the reminders, but we forget. One person saw Malakul Maut somehow, whether it was in a dream or something, and he had a conversation. And he said to him that, look, let's make a deal that you will certainly give me prior notice before you come to me. Because the angel of death comes without any prior notice. Now he asked for prior notice. He said, very well, I'll give you notice. Any case, suddenly now, after some time, suddenly the angel of death appeared in front of him. He said, but you told me you are going to give me prior notice. You came away suddenly now. He said, no, I gave you a lot of notice. He said, but you didn't give me any notice. No, I gave you notice all the time. So what notice did you give me? He said, not long ago I came into your neighbor's house. Then a few days later I came into some friend's house. Then I came into your relative's house. All these were the notices I was giving you. That, aaj wo kal hum. Today is him. Tomorrow might be my turn. So I have to prepare for that tomorrow. And that tomorrow could be as close as today. That tomorrow of the akhirat could be as close as today. So to prepare for that akhirat is what we have to all the time be thinking about, be ready for. Allah knows best when our time comes. And this is what in this ayat of the Quran Sharif we are being reminded. That when that tomorrow comes, then all the other things will get left behind. What will come along? What will be of help to a person? What will benefit him? The one who has come with a pure heart. The person who has come with a pure heart, that is now what's going to be of great benefit to him. And everything else, somebody else will use it. Allah forbid some might abuse it, all get left behind. Some will cry over it, some will fight over it and die over it. But that's not going to help us. What was left behind is behind. What is going to come along is إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ The one who comes to Allah Ta'ala with a pure heart. Now what is this pure heart all about? Mufassirin have explained this. And there's five tafsirs of this pure heart. And which has a lot of significance for us in day-to-day life. So Allah Ta'ala give me the tawfiq and all of us that we start purifying our hearts. The first tafsir of this qalb salim this purified heart, which the Mufassirin have explained, الَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَالَهُ فِي سَبِيلِ الْبِرِ person in dunya, these are the things that attract him all the time. Wealth, material possessions. And he's all the time trying to increase it, trying to safeguard it, trying to protect it, trying to secure it. So the person who is truly with a purified heart, he really learns how to secure it. He understands how to protect it. Protect it and secure it in such a way that there can be no danger ever to it. Otherwise, 
generally what keeps happening is that every time there's some advanced security measures, they say, no, the thieves have now gone one step ahead. They have gone one step ahead, they overcame that also. So now how to secure it in a way that there will never be any danger of loss? So Allah Ta'ala says, Nabi Islam says, in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says that, those who come with a pure heart, the Mufassirin explain, Alladhi yunfiqu maalahu fi sabilil bir. Those who spend their wealth in the cause of righteousness. And they spend their wealth in making their children hufaz. They spend it in spending on the madaris, the masajid, spending on the poor, the orphans, spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala, spending to bring deen alive. Now this got secured forever. Other things that stay behind, it will stay, it might go, get lost. This which got spent in the path of Allah Taala, in the cause of deen, in uplifting deen, got secured forever. This is an intelligent person. This is an investment that there is no loss. And the returns on these investments are beyond calculation. That every cent a person spends in the cause of deen, Allah Ta'ala multiplies up to 700 times and that too is just for us to understand. Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha. Allah Ta'ala multiplies beyond that for who He wishes. So while we do have this wealth of Allah Ta'ala to use for our needs, Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden us and somebody Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with halal wealth and he's using it to make his family comfortable with the niyat of making ihsan on them, that too is rewarded. But to squander this wealth of Allah Taala in things that Allah Taala is displeased with, that is something which is a major problem. That is a huge disaster for a person in dunya and in akhirat. And that is what we have to be extremely concerned about, extremely careful about, that not one cent of this Amanat of Allah wa ta'ala is misused. A person is using that wealth for his own comfort also in a halal way. Alhamdulillah, no problem. He's spending on his family, he's spending on others near and dear, no problem. But to waste that just to make a name, have a wedding in a certain style, just in order to now make it a talk, talking point of the community, to spend on things that are wasteful and spend on things that are completely haram this is the abuse of this ni'mat and the abuse of this amanat of Allah wa ta'ala. so this is something which becomes a problem for a person in dunya also that it all goes away and then he has to account for it on the day of qiyamah when all this glitter and glam of the stop all the hustle and bustle of dunya will just come to a halt Akar Kazab Bahosh ko behosh kar gayi Hangamai Hayat ko khamosh kar gayi This decree of Allah Ta'ala A person's time has come That decree came And Hangamai Akar Kazab Bahosh behosh kar gayi The person who was up and about Running, doing this Answering two phones at the same time And in the midst of all that He's still giving some instructions And doing one deal here And doing some other transaction there And everything's happening at the same time one person was so busy, he was answering one call in the midst of it. He, another call came, he didn't know what he's speaking of. He picked up the calculator and he's saying, hello, hello. Meanwhile, he realized he got the calculator in his hand. Because now they also got buttons. But now in all this hustle and bustle of dunya, 
Suddenly the angel of death comes, everything is suddenly silent. A person can't say one word. All this hustle and bustle, all just came to a halt. One moment. When ours will come to a halt, only Allah Ta'ala knows. We have no idea. Allah Ta'ala gave us a little chance. And that wealth Allah Ta'ala gave us, to now spend it in a way that earns the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the first aspect. Then the second explanation of this ayat of the Quran Sharif, is الَّذِي يُرْشِدُ بَنِيهِ إِلَى الْحَقِّ Who is this person who truly has this purified heart? And this will play out and unfold in which way? And it is that person who guides his children towards righteousness. He guides his children towards righteousness. The greatest investment in dunya one is the real investment of akhirat which we just spoke about. If a person has something to invest in in dunya, then that is his children. And people meet one another also. Probably never heard, and if somebody ever heard it, he would hear the offense on the other side. You never hear people meeting one another and they ask the person, what's the bank balance like? You don't hear that question. And somebody does ask such a question, it will be offensive. So what we understand from this is, there is something of... What you hear people talk about is, Assalamu how are you? How's everything? How many children now? Very common question. Sometimes every second month they are asking the person, how many children now? But what we learn from this is, that this is a real investment. And this is indeed an investment, because Nabi Islam says, إِذَا مَاتَ بْنُ عَادَمْ إِنْ قَطَعَ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثِ When a person passes away, everything stops. All his amal, all his ability to do anything stops. So all his reward stops. He can't perform one salah, he can't fast, he can't make umrah and hajj, he can't even say one subhanallah now. But there are certain things that keep the reward still continuing for him. And the thing that Nabi Islam says, إِلَّا مِنْ صَدَقَةٍ جَارِيَةٍ that a person did some good work, people are now taking the benefit of it, he spent in the path of deen, the knowledge with which benefit is continuing. And then the third thing Nabi Islam says, that pious child who now remembers that parent and makes dua for him. But, Nabi Islam says, that child who has been Piety has been invested in the child. Otherwise, if he invested only dunya in the child, then the child will also be only remembering what dunya his father left behind. And how to now increase the dunya? This is my father's legacy. My father's legacy, I got to now look after it. And if the parent left deen in the child, then they will be worried about how to keep this deen continuing for the benefit of my parents that have passed away. This is the real investment. Alhamdulillah, those who are taking this line of keeping our children going in deen, making them hafiz of the Qur'an Sharif, taking them further to learn the knowledge of deen in detail, this is the real investment. But this dunya is a place of test and challenge. If everything had to become apparent immediately on the turn, 
person presses the switch on the wall and he sees the lights immediately came on so now if everything had to happen in dunya like that a person did some good at the same time he sees what happened he did one sudden same time the retribution came sometimes Allah Ta'ala makes it happen like that one person was making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif and as making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif he is only reciting one dua and he was doing it about audibly so every time he is passing this person or somebody was walking alongside him whatever this person is hearing only one dua Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minka Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minka Ya Allah I seek refuge from you in you I seek refuge from you in you with you this person found it very strange whole tawaf this person only making this dua he advised him and he told him there's so many other duas to make what are you only making this one dua you do your work you carry on you leave me to myself so he persisted but this is a very strange dua to start off with and to be making this as the only dua while tawaf is carrying on so then eventually he then explained to him that you see I was making tawaf previously once while making tawaf I started casting some lustful glance some woman was making tawaf I started looking at her with a haram glance now, Allah Ta'ala treats some people according to their rank and this happens sometimes in a very dramatic way for ibrat for others for a lesson for others out of the blue he says one hand came out of the Kaaba Sharif one hand came out of the Kaaba Sharif and slapped me I lost this one eye with that and you can see my one eye is gone this happened as a result of this some hand emerged from the Kaaba Sharif and slapped me and then I heard an unseen voice saying you do this again we'll do the same again sometimes it happens in that moment but generally in dunya somebody does some wrong also Allah Ta'ala gives him despite my banda will come back وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Let us say sometimes we give a small little taste We don't give the big azab لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So they come back So sometimes the sin a person commits also it seems like life carries on Whereas it's not life is carrying on Is this some grace, some respite from Allah Ta'ala To give a person a chance to come back But he misunderstands it he starts going deeper into it. He says, but everything is so rosy for me. There's no problem. And what people are saying that you do this and that and you cheat and you deceive the customer and you do haram business and everything will go haywire for you. I'm just going from strength to strength, prospering. So now that becomes even more dangerous. That becomes the bigger azab. That becomes the bigger azab where a person doesn't even know that now he's getting enough rope to hang himself. So in any case sometimes that happens that a person is doing the wrong he gets a respite and many a times it will happen a person is doing the right things but it doesn't happen his roof just splits open and everything falls for him otherwise dunya won't be dunya so Allah Ta'ala has made this a place of tests that a person continues to persevere for Allah Ta'ala and he's putting his children in the path of deen he's teaching them deen giving them the guidance towards righteousness but that investment will pay off in time that investment will pay off in time with unimaginable returns it will pay off for the parents it will pay off for the child it will pay off for his progeny someday inshallah this is the real investment
So this is what we need to focus on. Dunya, dunya will carry on. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has designed for us, it cannot go anywhere else. When Allah Ta'ala has decreed for us, somebody else tries to take it, he can try his whole life, he can't take it. When Allah Ta'ala has not decreed for us, we can chase that shadow for the rest of our life, we'll never, we'll never catch it. So this is the second tafsir, الَّذِي يُرْشِدُ بَنِيهِ إِلَى الْحَقِّ But a very important thing in this is, that this doesn't happen just by wishful thinking. There's an effort behind it. One is to send the child to madrasa, the child is small, we're sending him to maktab, making sure the child is going regularly, finding out what the child has learned, helping him to learn his sabak. Many a times, a child comes to madrasa the next day, you learned anything, nobody taught him anything, you even took your sabak home, no, he didn't even take it home, he left it back, because there's nothing to do at home. So that is now paving the path for the child's destruction. So now we take interest in the child's madrasa. What is learning in maktab? Helping him to learn and helping him to practice. He's learned some little du'as. What du'a you learn for today? Are you now the du'a of eating? Are you reciting the du'a? Make him live. Because the du'a was not for the theory. The du'a was for part of his life. And his life is at home. So the madrasa can teach him the theory. But the rest of his life is at home. He has to practice it at home. And who's going to make him practice it? Who's going to teach it to him? Is his parents. Now he's going to sleep. Have you recited the dua before sleeping? Now these small duas we call them. But there is no amal of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that is small. If a person had to start itemizing it, there are some amal are greater than others. The fard is obviously greater than the wajib. A wajib is greater than a sunnah. A sunnah is greater than a mustahab. It's obvious. But if a person had to itemize those amal and categorize them, this is a very great amal. And then after that is this, and after that is this, somewhere at the bottom will come with maybe something that in the list of amal, this comes right at the bottom. That amal which will write right at the bottom. You get all the ulama ikram to sit together and write that list of amal. That amal and that act of Nabi Wasallam and that teaching of Nabi Wasallam that we might write right at the bottom, that amal is worth more than this whole universe. That amal is worth more than this whole universe and what it contains. What can we think about the rest of it? So in itself there is nothing small. In itself everything is very great. Now that child learned one dua in madrasa and he said, well that dua, he learned it, that's the end of it. But had we just taken the effort a little bit to make it become part of his life, by reminding him on the occasion, making him recite it, making him repeat it, then we've given him something worth more than this whole universe. Many a times, when the exams are taken in the maktabs and so on, and the child is asked to recite a certain dua, so the common story is that the child now will tell the examiner, give me a start. So what that give me a start means, means he still didn't start practicing on it. He still didn't start practicing on it, so now the exam also he wants a start. So sometimes they say that when they still didn't start, then maybe you need a kick start. But the thing is that this is where the practice is at home. So now to guide our children, It's time for salah. So now you can't expect the child to be advising the parents. It's time for salah, now the parents are guiding the child. Salah time now. 
the salah can't be neglected. It's holiday, but there's no holiday from Quran Sharif. So parents are guiding the child. Quran Sharif is for us for life. Quran Sharif is taught in madrasa, so we keep it in our life. Quran Sharif is not for madrasa. Madrasa is teaching us Quran Sharif for life. So now the parents are guiding the child. Allah yushidu banihi ilal haq. That you must recite Quran Sharif daily. Madrasa taught him that the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is a very great thing. Now, how much Guru Sharif you recited today? You made istighfar today. So now this is guiding the child towards righteousness. But if the child is being guided towards only what is technology and this game and that, Allah forbid them the haram things. And then everything is, as Azmalna explained to us earlier, that now the whole family is sitting around their shaitan box. So where is this guiding the child to? And then that device that we're putting in every child's hand, and what what he's getting caught up in? So Allah yurshidu banihi ilal haq, guiding the children, guiding our children towards what is right, at the same time saving them from what is wrong. And then that brings us to the third tafsir. The third tafsir of this ayat that illa man atallaha biqalbin salim that that person will be successful on the day of qiyamah. The person who has come with a purified heart. Who is this person? الَّذِي يَكُونُ قَلْبُهُ خَالِيًا أَنْ غَلَبَتِ الشَّهَوَاتِ That person whose heart is not overwhelmed with passions and desires of dunya and haram. There are certain things Allah Ta'ala has placed in insan. This is part of human nature. But Allah Ta'ala gave him the direction and guidance. What is halal, what is haram. Now the person who has become overwhelmed uh, he's overwhelmed, overwhelms his intelligence also then. When the person becomes overwhelmed with desires, and his intelligence also gets, he can't think. He knows this haram, this illicit relationship I'm going to start falling into. I know what happened to others. I saw how it destroyed that person's marriage. I saw how that person got disgraced. I saw how that person's whole dunya went away too, because he started spending in that haram, his whole business all got liquidated. He saw everything, he knows it, he even advised others also. But now when he didn't save himself from situations that stir up the shahawat, and he didn't take the advice and guidance, he didn't keep up the defense by means of the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala, by staying in environments of deen, by keeping in the gatherings of deen. So now that shahawat and those desires just start overpowering. And it takes over the person's intelligence also. Despite knowing everything, he starts doing everything wrong. And the consequences, he say, will cross that bridge when we come to it. When he comes to it, sometimes there's no bridge there. When he comes to it, he's already destroyed the bridge also. So, that person who comes with a purified heart, whose heart has not become overwhelmed with these shahawat. And how will that happen? That too won't happen by merely just desiring it. But there's an effort behind it. The effort is, one is nar, this is a fire. Shahawat, this is a fire. And what is going to quench or extinguish this fire? Nar, fire will only be extinguished by nur. This is a fire of a different nature. To the extent that this nuraniyat, 
that has been developed in that heart by the means of tilawat of the Quran Sharif by the daily zikr of Allah wa ta'ala by being in the gatherings of deen going out in the path of Allah ta'ala halqa of ta'aleem talking about deen, listening to deen then this develops noor in that heart and to the extent that this noor will be developed and a person keeps away from the source of nar, from the source of fire a person is adding a lot of noor but he's also allowing the nar and the fire to come in a person is taking medicine now he's got a cold, he's got a severe congestion so he's taking the medication but he's taking it with ice cold water and he's saying this doctor, I don't know what this kind of doctor he is he told me this medication one day's time will knock the flu out one day's time that cold will go away and he's taking the medication but with ice cold water not even ice cold water with melted ice now he's blaming the doctor so what are you going to do? that melted ice is going to take over that medication also so one is to bring that noor in that comes from the amal and to also stay away from the nar, from the fire the mixed gatherings the places of music the places where there are all kinds of haram taking place sometimes this happens in the name of Islam also in the name of deen also gatherings which are breaking the laws of Allah Ta'ala where if a person enters that place and leaves he can't come back with the same level of iman his iman will definitely get affected negatively but now in the name of Islam anything and everything goes so now a person who is keeping himself safe from all these kind of situations so he's not allowing that fire to come into his heart in any case insan is insan despite all the effort there will be still some effect from the environment so now that nuraniyat is being also developed all the time so now he will stay inshallah with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala he will stay safe so this is the third tafsir alladhi yakunu qalbuhu khaliyan an ghalabati shahawat and then the fourth aspect the Bufasirin explained alladhi yakunu qalbuhu khaliyan naqaidil batila that person whose heart is free and poor from all baseless aqaid and there are many many things which sometimes we take for granted but the things which are very dangerous for the iman of anybody our children are all going to school what are they learning in school? sometimes they are learning things which totally it removes the foundation of iman many a times discuss these kind of things children go to school and come back one, just one thing many a child comes back learning the theory of evolution the fallacy of evolution as they are growing up they are beginning to believe this as fact Nauzubillah man descended from a monkey and this negates so many ayat of the Quran Sharif ayat pertaining to the creation of Adam and then insaniyat and humanity came thereafter all these ayat وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ سُلَالَةٍ مِنْ طِهِينَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُطْفَةً فِي قَرَارٍ مَّكِينَ all the ayat that pertain to the creation of man all this get negated and that child is growing up with this one person took his grandchildren for Umrah and as is now first time they are coming now into the Haram Sharif and they see the Kaaba Sharif so from so for some reason however the father the grandfather said it so he said this is the house of Allah Ta'ala the house of the Lord so that child 
was attending whatever kind of school somewhere. He said, but isn't Jesus Lord? In front of the Haram Sharif, he's standing in front of the Kaaba Sharif and he's asking his grandfather, isn't Jesus Lord? Now, where he got this from? Because he attends such a school where the ethos is of Christianity. So he brought this along. He's living with this. And everything is carrying on outwardly very, very fine. But inside his heart, this kufr lurking. One person phoned his grandson, who was studying in a university somewhere else, and it was before Ramadan. So he told him that Ramadan, getting ready for Ramadan, few days left. So that fellow was very bold, very straightforward. He said, I don't know whether I believe in that anymore. He grew up in a home where there was deen. Now he's talking from another environment where the aspects of shirk and kufr are surrounding at every corner. So now he's talking that language. And he's saying, I don't know whether I believe in that anymore. Now this is totally destroying the iman of... So this is the aspect that we are being told about in this ayat. heart is free and pure, purified from all these batil aqaid. I think that the Mufassirin explains, That person whose heart is empty of everything but Allah. Meaning of Allah Ta'ala, the consciousness of Allah, what is in his heart. That he is rolling Madina Munawwara late at night, common habit to see everything is in order. And as he is passing one house, the house wall, mud walls, and the street, that's the same, one and the same meeting place, where the street finishes off the house wall. And you can hear some voices, some talking going on, and the mother is saying to the daughter, and this too was apparently a kind of just testing the waters. What has my daughter learned? So she's saying to the daughter, tomorrow we're going to have to sell this milk. We milk the goat or whatever, we'll sell this milk. So before that, what you do is you just dilute it, add some water to it. So that daughter, young girl, she replies and says, but Amirul Mu'mineen has forbidden this practice. So this is deception. To deceive somebody is haram. In whichever form of deception, there is some fault in that merchandise, we are deceiving the person, we are hiding the fault. That fault, thing has expired, now we are selling it like it is not expired. So it is a kind of deception. Whichever way that deception comes in, it makes it haram. So she says that Amirul Mu'mineen has forbidden this practice. So the mother says that Amirul Mu'mineen forbade it. Where Amirul Mu'mineen is here to see what's going on? Amirul Mu'mineen is not here. Umar is not here. So what are you worried about that? So what is her reply? Her spontaneous reply? She says Amirul Mu'mineen is not here, but the Rabb of Amirul Mu'mineen is watching. Allah Taala is aware. Amirul Mu'mineen doesn't know what's happening, but the Rabb of Amirul Mu'mineen knows what's happening. So therefore, how can I do such a thing? Now this is. That the person The person whose heart is pure from everything besides Allah Ta'ala. Even while with day-to-day things, the person can be in the of his work, dunya can be involved in his business, and in all the occupation of dunya also, they were still with Allah Ta'ala. They were with everybody but away from everyone. Away from everyone, they half away with Allah Ta'ala. Now, this is what the whole effort is, especially as Hazrat Mawlana Al-Qadr Sahib al explained to us earlier, especially in this time of the year. This is a very, very dangerous time for the... We get attacked. 
person's haya gets attacked, attacked. We need to keep ourselves safe, keep our family safe. All the environments of sin and vice, the places where there's ghaflati, that it's peak, the beaches and malls and all the other places, and all these places where these kind of fairs and whatever else is taking place. We need to keep ourselves safe from all this, keep our iman safe, keep our hearts. We got to still keep purifying it. Inshallah, as long as we keep making the efforts, we can never ever stand up one day and claim our heart is pure. But Allah Ta'ala's grace is such that if a person continues making the effort to purify his heart, Inshallah, if he passes away making this effort, Allah Ta'ala will raise him with a purified heart. Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala accept the effort that the students have completed the hymns of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala accept their completion on their behalf, on their family's behalf. Allah Ta'ala accept the efforts of the Asatiza, all those who have played any role in this entire process. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of great khair and barakat for one and all. Allah Ta'ala keep this continuing till Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala keep us all on Iman. Keep us steadfast on Deen. Take us on Iman. And raise us on the day of Qiyamah of Iman. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.